Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like to pick my guitar down at Oak Green Hall. To drink that shutterbuck beer. Yeah, I like Texas. Man, there ain't no doubt. I like Texas, too. But man, probably not as much as the Rangers do now that they're home in the Lone Star State and getting set for a victory parade coming up on Friday. Cool moments, cool reaction to the Texas Rangers ending a drought that extended the entire life of the franchise. First ever World Series title. And I know that our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan, did not carry our show last night. Instead, they had their own local post-game show and celebration uh, reaction to the Rangers winning that World Series. And so some of you have reached out to me to say, hey, I'd love to hear your thoughts or what did you say about the World Series? If you missed it, make sure you go back and get the podcast from what was our November 2nd show. By the time we post the podcast, it's uh, first thing the next morning as soon as the show is done. So it's labeled by that morning's date. So November 2nd podcast. And of course, we got the chance to crown a champion, but better than that, Cherry on top, Eric Nadell, the legendary Hall of Fame voice, 45 years with the Texas Rangers. He joined us from Arizona. It was so cool in the moment to hear his emotion and to play his final call back for him and get his immediate reaction. Awesome. Uh, I did post the link to that conversation separately. In fact, I'll retweet it right now in case you want to Listen to it yourself when the show is done, of course, or you would like to save it or bookmark it, share it even, because there really was no better way to appreciate the Rangers World Series win than through the eyes of Eric, who has been with them through thick and thin, sickness and health, better or worse, until death do they part. Uh, So it's so much fun to hear his joy and share his excitement right after the team captured the World Series. So I just did retweet that. A-Law Radio. It's also on our Facebook page. Really funny. One Rangers fans came to me, and, or one Rangers fan came to me and said, hey, I'd love to hear your thoughts. He was actually commenting on the post to our podcast. It's crazy, right? I don't, I don't know how else to do things on Facebook that people would understand, but that's what happens all the time. People ask us for our reaction, and they're commenting on the link to our reaction. <laughs> Jay just choked when I shared that story. He literally just choked up. Did you choke on the soda that I gave you? Aspirated. You aspirated on the soda because Rangers fans are asking for our reaction 
on the link to on our reaction. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, please check out the conversation with Eric, even if you don't hear my specific reaction to the Rangers winning the World Series. Now, uh, I did say to you the numbers are out from the TV broadcast, and this is how Major League Baseball makes its moneda. Uh, This is why they've expanded the playoffs, because really the only money that Major League Baseball makes is on postseason broadcasts, October broadcasts, so the more the better. This year, though, we didn't have many of those winner-take-all games. There were two Game 7s in the championship series. That's it. None in the wild card, none in the division round, and certainly none in the World Series. And so they got a boost from the two championship series going the distance. But otherwise, it was a tepid reaction to the World Series. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get to some Week 9 preview coming up. But while you're on Twitter or Facebook, make sure you vote in the After Hours Game of the Week poll because... We've got some unbelievable matchups, at least on paper. I hope they do not disappoint. That's always the, the uh, I guess it's always the fear is that you get really excited. The hype for a game is over the top. It's extra. It's aggressive. And then the game falls flat. I know curiosity is one of your hallmarks as a listening audience. And so if for nothing else that you want to know what other people are doing, I believe you are going to go and check out this poll Uh, So, yes, do that after hours game of the week, and we'll do some of our own football preview uh, through the eyes of the quarterbacks and defense and college football week number 10. Deion Sanders is still campaigning for the NCAA to reimburse his players uh, because of the robbery that took place last week. So we'll mix in as much as we possibly can in these next two hours. But to get back to the World Series, Obviously, the final game of the Classic, Game 5, the 5 nothing win for the Rangers, it actually was, I felt like, the tensest of the games until the ninth inning. So the Rangers put up a four spot in the top of the ninth inning, and that gave them a major cushion, some insurance, and certainly took the pressure off of, of not just the defense, but pitching in that final half inning. But for the most part, for eight full innings, this was a one nothing game. It was a pitcher's duel. Started out between Zach Gallen and remind me who started for the Rangers. Why can't I? Yeah, that's right, Nathan Evaldi, who went 5-0 and in the playoffs. So much information in my head. So this was a really tense game and a possible closeout for the Rangers. So yes, game five Wednesday night drew the largest audience, most viewers, which stands to reason. The World Series, on average, though, barely more than 9 million viewers. Do you know that's fewer than the average from 2020, the pandemic season, when it was Dodgers and Rays in an empty stadium in Arlington? Well, not completely empty, but not full and not one of their home stadiums, not an atmosphere that we know and love for a championship. Barely more than 9 million viewers per game for this World Series. The least watched World Series in TV history. That blows me away. The Rangers have a very active fan base. 
The Diamondbacks reside in Phoenix, right? It's Arizona. It's not like they, it's a small city and they don't have sports fans there. Now, Phoenix is more of a transient city. It's a city where a lot of people migrate to from the cold weather states or the upper Midwest. I've got a bunch of family members that live in Arizona now who grew up in Wisconsin or in Minneapolis, Minnesota area. So, yeah, I get it. It's not all people who are from the area, but that really doesn't stop people from cheering for their teams or getting excited. And then I'm trying to think about the national appeal. We like home runs. A lot of home runs for the Texas Rangers. I guess across the board or across the country, this wasn't a matchup that was interesting. Thinking superstars, probably not household names. I mean, Corbin Carroll is likely to be decorated in this these this postseason award run, but... How many fans, average fans across the country, could name more than one or two Arizona Diamondbacks? It's hard for me to judge, too, because we're immersed in it. But maybe the same could be said of the Rangers. There isn't a lot of controversy around either one of these teams like there was with the Astros. Don't have a national following necessarily like the Yankees or the Dodgers. First World Series for each of these teams in a long time. Diamondbacks hadn't been there since 01. And the Rangers hadn't been there since 2011. Maybe there's something to be said of that. But yeah, fewer than the pandemic World Series. Just over 9 million viewers. A 23% drop from last year when it was Astros and Phillies. No, Wednesday night had more than that, 11.5 million, which was th- 3 million more than game four. So, yeah, the closeout element made a difference. But total audience with Fox, Fox Deportes, and the streaming wasn't even 12 million. And that's for a closeout game. Wow. Monday night, game three, which up was up against Monday night football. Monday night football was, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't like to say that games are uninteresting and I never use the term unwatchable because I, I, that's not true. There's always something to watch. But you go back to Monday night football of week eight and it was Vegas and Detroit. I get it. The game itself, eh, not so memorable, unless you're Jameer Gibbs and his family. It's or you, fun. <laughs> or you love Dean Campbell and the Lions. But it wasn't real competitive. It actually resulted, it was so bad for the Raiders organization that it resulted in the coach and the GM getting fired. So I understand it It wasn't a, a great game. It wasn't a competitive game. <laughs> But up against that game, the World Series still had the lowest audience 
of the entire series and the lowest number in terms of viewership in World Series history. That game, 8.13 million. Least watched World Series game on record was Monday night. And it was a tie series. Wow. I have said before that I don't think Major League Baseball does a great job of promoting its superstars. I think the NFL is brilliant at that particular skill, that particular marketing skill, that ploy. The NBA is amazing at showcasing its stars. In fact, the NBA maybe goes over the top where we feel like, uh, other than a dozen players, there's like no one else in the NBA because you hear the same names over and over and over again, almost ad nauseum. Baseball is definitely more of a regional sport, and I know there were a lot of fans who are really excited about the Rangers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, just in Texas overall. These were two brand-new teams. But maybe there's something to be said for the fact that when you consider the, the playoffs and the expanded number of teams, the Rangers and Diamondbacks have the 7th and 11th best records in baseball. So no juggernauts there. Remember, the Rangers had won 90 games. 84 of 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 uh, 84 wins for the Diamondbacks. Does this factor in? The Rangers are the ninth different champions since 2013, meaning no dynasties. Now, you could point to the Astros and say, okay, they went to seven consecutive ALCS. ALCSs? I don't like that. They went to seven consecutive championship series. But I don't know. When you have half of the teams in baseball make the playoffs, and I've told you before, I don't love the three-game wild card series. I like the one and done because I think it right away sucks you in and gives you a sense of urgency. I think it sets a tone for the playoffs. So you've got different teams every year. Again, not bad. Last year, Phillies and Padres. It was fun in the National League Championship Series. And then Phillies and Astros in the World Series. But for the most part, other than the Astros, there's not been a lot of staying power. The Dodgers and the Braves have both had pretty early exits the last two years. New York, I mean, the Mets made it last season, but out quickly. So there, there is something to be said for not having the same teams and the same brands and the same logos and the same themes every year. But at the same time, it doesn't establish the equity, really, for for the playoffs for fans who, hey, I watched this team last year. I loved that. That was so much fun. Oh, look, they're back again. Or in the case of the Astros, I hate that team. I want to root against them. I mean, the World Series got more viewers than anything else on TV these nights. But to be the least watched in the history of the Fall Classic is pretty astounding. 
I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. The only thing that beat it, though, and so maybe this speaks more to the nature of TV these days than it does, well, it, I wouldn't say it speaks more to, it's a factor that fewer people have TV and more and more people are doing the streaming thing. The only program that beat it was Monday Night Football. The Lions and Raiders came. Every other night, it was the most watched show on TV. So I guess baseball can hang its hat on that. I will say it's a little odd, though, because what did we hear all season? was about how baseball is uh, attracting all new fans. All new fans are coming back. This pace of the game, the new rules, it's bringing everyone back. The ratings are so high. So it's weird to see how this World Series where they implemented the new rules and apparently everyone was watching fell flat, right? Yeah, completely fell flat. I I would just, my gut instinct is that it's more about the, the lack of household names. Right. Uh, I mean, certainly Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, we we could talk about the guys who made such an impact and it was so much fun to watch. Corbin Carroll, he's awesome. Adolis Garcia, now I know he didn't play in the last two games, but he's amazing. Except there was no Otani, right? There was no household name. Could you imagine if Otani was in the World Series? the numbers would have been astronomical. Bryce Harper. Every at-bat he had was people were clamoring over, Mm -hmm. you know? Same thing if it's the Dodgers or if it's a team that has a national following. So I think it's more about lack of familiarity with these two rosters and them not being a team full of superstars. High-priced players, absolutely. Superstars, no. Even Simeon, has, you know, he's a great player. He makes top money, $300 million-plus-dollar player. But even before he went to Texas, he was in Oakland. So he was not a huge market there. Right. You know? I mean, how many people know that Corey Seager, what well, you may know now because you've listened to my show, but Corey Seager, the only MVP in World Series history to, to have one from each league, right? It just, yeah, it doesn't smack of can't miss TV when you don't have – Household names to to market, to transcend the sport. Like a Justin Verlander, for instance, right? That's must-see TV. Or, as I said, Otani. Or even some of the Astros that fans love to hate. It's just, it's not the same sex appeal. Aaron Judge. I mean, there are a few baseball players that you recognize their names right away. Jay said Bryce Harper, absolutely. Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Didn't have one of those in this series. It was good baseball. It was real good baseball. Credit the Rangers. I'm sad so many people missed it. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, you can catch that conversation with Eric Nadell's good stuff. He's such a genuine, likable, and obviously iconic voice. So if you want to hear more about the series, definitely uh, listen back to our conversation in the moment. Take our poll after hours, game of the week, NFL Week 9. And on our Facebook page, too, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, Coming up, we'll dive into some of the games that are giving you fits. Which one is the game of the week? Oh, well, we're going to set you up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Most important thing I think in this game is, you know, great practice habits, uh, technically work on the things that you need to do to go execute. You know you're going to play against a good player. They have a lot of good players. You need to know exactly what to do, how to do it, why it's important to do it that way. So when it comes to the game, you're not really thinking about it. You can do it automatically. And you know, that takes great preparation uh, and focus. Uh, and that's what's going to help you have success in the game. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The recognizable voice of Alabama head coach Nick Saban. It's LSU week for the Crimson Tide and the game taking place at Bryant-Denny Stadium in T-Town, Tuscaloosa. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's take a look at who's got home field advantage this weekend in our NCAA football preview sponsored by Fairfield by Marriott. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel partner of the NCAA with over 1,000 locations around the country. You'll always have the home field advantage. Visit fairfield.marriott.com to book your stay. Well, LSU, Alabama taking place in Tuscaloosa. Uh, If you may remember last season's matchup between these two SEC West powers in overtime played in Tiger Stadium. And so these two go toe-to-toe. They split their last four meetings since 2019. And, of course, that stretch also features a national championship for each of these teams. They're ranked again, number eight versus number 14. I expect the home field advantage to be a big deal for the Crimson Tide because I've got friends who mark this week on their calendar. As soon as the schedules come out, it's LSU week. We do our absolute best to make life miserable for the Tigers. And these are, as I say, two of the top teams in the SEC West. So this will go a long way toward determining who ends up in the conference championship game. Another one from the SEC, but the East. Remember, Georgia did not grab the top spot in the college football playoff rankings that were unveiled earlier this week, even though the Bulldogs are 42-4 and in home games under Kirby Smart, and that includes 11 consecutive home wins against ranked opponents, which is exactly what Missouri is. Number 12 Missouri Tigers. Between the two, just one loss. 
and that's for Missouri. And so keep in mind that Georgia protects that home field, and a victory over a ranked opponent here could actually catapult the Bulldogs, the two-time defending national champion, into that number one spot in next week's rankings. Right now, it's held by Ohio State, but this would be a victory over a ranked opponent in the SEC East. I'm going to give you one more, though, when we're talking about home field advantage because I know it personally. It is the last installment of Bedlam between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma before the Sooners bolt for the SEC. I have been in Stillwater for these games. The atmosphere is like nothing else that I have ever experienced in my life. I would take Bedlam as one of the top rivalries in college sports from now until the the cows come home. And there are plenty of cows in Oklahoma. Big matchup on Saturday. Ollie Gordon, top rushing leader in college football, over 1,000 yards already to his credit. And something's got to give, right? Because the past three weeks, he's on a tear. He's rushed for at least 100 yards in five straight games. Oklahoma's got to figure out a way to stop him. That's the main reason why the Sooners lost to Kansas last week is because they could not stop the run. Can you imagine how the Cowboys and Cowboys fans would love to give the Sooners a parting gift of sorts? They think they're all that. They're bolting to the SEC. Well, we'll show you what you're leaving behind. We'll give you something to remember on the way out. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. In other words, yeah, this is an awesome atmosphere. And I've done both iterations of it. I've been in Stillwater. I've been in Norman. I've covered both these teams. It's a battle of ranked opponents yet again. And the Cowboys will have extra motivation. They'd like nothing better than to remind the Sooners the grass is not greener on the other side. In fact, the grass is orange here in Stillwater. It's going to be a good weekend. Those are just three matchups with ranked opponents. I could have talked about Oregon as well. Oregon with that awesome home field advantage there in Eugene. Just not a ranked matchup. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. When we last saw Colorado, Deion Sanders and his team, and really, the I don't want to say the shyness come off because that's not fair. But remember the buzz at the beginning of the season when they started out 3-0? and And we had NFL analysts telling us that Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes were the biggest story in football, regardless of college pro, bigger than anything else going on. What's up, boss? You believe that? <laughs> And certainly when the Buffaloes ran into ranked opponents like Oregon, okay, so they were on the road in Eugene, they got their rear ends kicked. Then lost to USC back in Boulder. I mean, they've dropped four of their last five inside the conference. But when they were at UCLA last Saturday, multiple players were robbed. Cash, jewelry, and valuables in their locker room while they're playing the game. And so Dion, he's not going to hide it. He's not going to keep it to himself or keep it private. He's actually appealing to the NCAA to make this right for his Buffalo's players. All that stuff should be replaced. This is the Rose Bowl. 
He said the granddaddy of them all, right? I'm sure granddaddy has some money. Oh. Grandpa should have some money to get these kids. Um, I'm going to have a list made out from these young men, and I know they're going to be truthful about what they lost so we could try to get that back for them. They may not be able to get the items back, but we should uh, be able to reimburse them. That was unbelievable. I don't know if it's the NCAA's responsibility to even jump into this fray. Certainly, I would say that UCLA bears some responsibility for not having proper security around the locker rooms. Unless, of course, it was done by someone who had access because of his or her status with the university or at the Rose Bowl. That is disturbing, though. I would be angry, too. Now, you can bark all you want about why there's cash, why there's valuables, why there's jewelry, they're college kids, yada, yada, yada. But that's none of your business. If they choose to have that in their locker room, they should have confidence that the locker room is locked. It's a locker room. (laughs) It should be locked. (laughs) In the name. (laughs) I know that's not why they call it a locker room, but there are lockers in there. Lockers are supposed to do what? Lock up your valuables? Yeah, I'm with Dion. UCLA bears some responsibility here. Someone bears some responsibility here. They'll mess around and made it personal. <laughs> Again, you can say what were these young men doing with valuables in the locker room and why weren't the lockers secured, but they can't control the locker rooms on the road and they don't control security. Somebody needs to step in and make amends and reimburse them or get their valuables back. I don't know. Is there an investigation of some sort? It should be. Yeah, there definitely should be. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, a couple of you weighing in after I was talking about the ratings for the World Series. Dustin says, most of those numbers were from the DFW. Imagine how low it could have been if it didn't have a top five media market team in it. Yeah, I mean, that does include the fans that were li- that were watching in both Arizona and the Dallas-Fort Worth market. I understand it, I guess, in theory, why around the country you may not be interested in a matchup in which you have no rooting interest and you can't identify any of the players, but it's still the World Series, right? It's an iconic sporting event. It's just baseball has changed so much over the last 10, 15 years. But yeah, Jay made a good point. With all the changes to speed up pace of play, this has to be supremely disappointing to baseball officials that the numbers weren't there. In their marquee event, the numbers didn't indicate that really anything had changed. In fact, it's gone backwards. And you know, by the way, the viewership numbers are how they set the advertising prices for their games moving forward next year. Michael has this theory. I think low World Series ratings are about the calendar date. Asking sports fans to watch baseball close to November is tough. Not just close to November. Game five was in November. I had the first frost at my house last night. I don't know how much that has to do with it. Baseball is billed as a summertime game. The soundtrack of summer. The boys of summer, so to speak. I do think that 
if they wanted to condense the playoffs a little bit more, that'd be okay. Like I've said to you, I'll go back to the one-game wild card in a heartbeat. Bring it. Let's go. It's a greater sense of urgency and drama and tension. It'll, it'll suck fans in right away. Don't spend your entire first week on a wild card series. And remember, Friday had, in fact, that wasn't it the first two Fridays of October had no baseball? Just weird how it played out because yep. they didn't have any winner-take-all games. So, yeah, a lot of factors playing in. A lot of factors that went against baseball when it came to this World Series. It's probably not one. There's a variety there. You got weather. (laughs) Peyton weighing in. All right, we're going to dive into some of our QB news. First installment, looking ahead at week number nine. If you haven't taken our poll, the game of the week is going to be tough for you guys. I'm challenging you. Go big or go home, baby. Twitter or Facebook to vote in that poll. You are listening to the... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hand off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. We have got some doozies on the schedule in week nine in the NFL. You know, we're obsessed with our QB, so this is a good way to preview through the lens of the quarterbacks and those who talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, You'll forgive me if I start with the Raiders, but they're starting a new quarterback. Do you know Aiden O'Connell, who's already started one game, is the choice for the new interim head coach there in Las Vegas. 
If you missed my conversation with insider Hondo Carpenter of SI, he joined us in the second hour. They want to have fun. That's what was missing in their locker room. The fun. Devontae Adams said as much. Well, let's see how much fun Aiden O'Connell has starting yet again. What have these past 72 hours been like for the rookie? Obviously a little crazy. Um, you know, just a lot going on around here and nothing I've been a part of before. I had one coach my whole time in college, so it's all pretty foreign to me. So, you know, just trying to um, take it day by day, really minute by minute, um, and try to enjoy it as much as I can. We'll hear from Devontae Adams coming up next hour and Max Crosby as well. But again, if you missed Hondo, check it out on the podcast because he talks about a lighter atmosphere, an atmosphere that actually inspires him hope now that they have a different voice and a different leader in Antonio Pierce, and they've not given up on the season. So don't expect them to mail it in and look for a top draft pick. So O'Connell replaces Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't know if he'll ever see the light of day again as a Raider, but O'Connell will say nothing bad about the veteran QB. Jimmy, since I've been here, has been super supportive. And, um, you know, I obviously ask him questions. And even without me asking um, or prompting him, he, he gives me advice and has helped me, again, since I've been here for months. And so it's been really awesome to watch him and watch him work and play. And, you know, he's been, again, super supportive. So um, that's, it's, it's awesome that, to have a guy like that that I know has my back. Biggest storyline between week eight and week nine, the changes in Vegas. But... The Las Vegas Raiders will not be part of any Game of the Week poll, at least not now. They take on the Giants this weekend, and that one does take place at Allegiant Stadium on the Strip. But let's get to the After Hours Game of the Week candidates, shall we? From Frankfurt, Germany, from for the first time ever, this is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time start. It's an 8.30 Kansas City start. We're talking Dolphins and Chiefs. Across the pond, like far, far across the pond. <laughs> it's a five-hour time difference from the Eastern time zone, in case you're wondering. And Tua Tagovailoa, Patrick Mahomes, they'll be on the field together. But don't try to fool Tua into talking about how it's him versus Pat. It's never easy going against, um, you know, Pat. Um, but I would say Pat. Pat would say the same. Um, it's not me playing against Pat, Pat. Pat playing against me. It's our offense having to go against their defense, their offense having to go against it, you know, our defense. So we prepare for their defense, um, just like any other defense, uh, just trying to see how many times we can we can score, get the ball into the end zone. Oh. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the, the day, what we're trying to do is try to score one more point than the other team and try to get a win. Is that how it works? Wow. If only reporters would stop asking the question about facing another star quarterback. If you phrase the question differently, you won't get that answer. Don't ask Tua or Pat Pat whether or not they're excited to be facing the other. Right? Who you the F cares? You don't, you don't phrase the question that way. You phrase the question about you know, your observations of Patrick Mahomes' career. What impresses you about Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback? What have you learned from watching Mahomes as a quarterback? There are all kinds of ways you can phrase the question that doesn't give you that standard pat-pat answer about how we don't face the other quarterback. Oi! It's a face palm Friday here on After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, it's Dolphins and Chiefs, the QBs face the opposing team's defense. Now, Pat Pat is coming off a real tough game last week. Second loss of the year. Turnovers again for the Chiefs QB. 
Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator, and he gives you a peek inside the brain of Mahomes. For Patrick, what I, what I see is somebody that loves to win and hates to lose. And when that happens and you lose, um, he's, the first thing he does is he starts with himself. And his teammates see that, his coaches see it, and it's infectious that there's no point in fingers. Um, it's that we all need to coach better, play better, and if we do that, we have a pretty good chance of winning. So I think there's more that it, it's, a, it, it's, it's an ability for him to say, hey, you know what, I get another chance. And I think when we lost on Sunday, Monday morning couldn't get here soon enough because he was ready to go. And you have to accept what happened, and that's real, and you give credit because Denver played a great game, and they, they made that happen to us. We, you know, and so respect there. But now, what do we do moving forward? And that's the beauty of Patrick is, and, and Coach Reed is there's no looking back. It's fixing the, finding solutions, fixing it, and moving on. And I've seen probably a little bit of a ticket urgency in that. Love that answer from Matt Nagy, the Kansas City offensive coordinator. Yeah, three turnovers by the Chiefs in the first half last week. Plus, they were 0 for 3 in the red zone. So, yeah, the Broncos able to end the 16-game skid against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Chiefs and Dolphins, Frankfurt, Germany. Don't miss it early on Sunday. (laughs) Our QB Nears here on CBS Sports Radio. Bills, Bengals, Sunday night football. Joe Burrow and the Bengals now 4-3 and after another slow start. Season plays out how it plays out. You know, we'd love to be 7-0. That's not where we're at. Uh, We just played our best game of the year, and we're going to build on it uh, and, and go from there. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals are definitely hitting their stride, uh, and they're feeling it. Uh, they've beaten the Cardinals in Arizona, the Seahawks, and that was a really challenging battle uh, that was taking place in Cincinnati. And then, of course, handing the Niners their worst loss in their third in a row in the Bay Area. But this is a different animal, and we're starting to get this budding rivalry in the Josh Allen-Joe Burrow era. Yeah, the Bills always pose a great gauge, a good test. Where do you stand week nine in the season? We're going to have to beat teams like this if we want to get to where we're going to get to. It's a, it's a great team with a great quarterback and a really good defense. Uh, a team that obviously we played in the playoffs last year and we have a chance to play again. Uh, so it's going to be a fun one. I can't wait. And I love that the candidates for After Hours Game of the Week are nationally televised and they're straddled. So Dolphins, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals, all in different windows. Seahawks, Ravens, not so much. You'll have to determine that one on your own. Uh, But one of the records, the obscure records that Lamar Jackson has since he joined the NFL is that he's 17 and one or his team, his Ravens team is 17 and one against NFC opponents. Bro, you're playing football. It's not about NFC or AFC. I'm trying to win regardless. I don't even want to put that in my head or let you finish that question. We good. We good. I think it was more about the fact that maybe. No. No, don't try to, don't try to take his question. Well, <laughs> we good. Do you feel like you have an advantage on teams that have not seen you before? And no, no. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm going to go in there prepared just like any other team, um, AFC team as well, you know. Um, hopefully it keep, it keep the score keep going up, you know. 17-1, hope it's 18-1 after this one. I'll see that. That's, by the way, a 1 o'clock Baltimore kick. So Seahawks fans, 
You're first place, by the way, in the NFC West. Uh, you're going to have to be awake earlier. Of course, I guess you're used to it, right? Anytime a, crap. a team from the Pacific time zone hits the road and is cross-country or in the Eastern time zone, you do have to wake up earlier or be in place earlier for the game. So, yeah, Seahawks-Ravens. And actually, all four of these games, Jay, now that it dawns on me, uh, Seahawks-Ravens isn't nationally televised, or at least it won't be available to the entire country, probably to a good portion of the country, but not the whole country, because that early window doesn't have the same nationally televised games. But you've got Dolphins-Chiefs, then Seahawks-Ravens, then Cowboys-Eagles, then Bills-Bengals. So these four games do not compete against one another, except for in the after-hours game of the week poll. Vote, vote, vote. It's After Hours CBS on Twitter, on Facebook, and on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 